Hi, it's John O'Shea from Drive On The Podcast, and uh, we're on a bit of a break with the podcast. Unfortunately, my workload at NBCC is uh, taking the majority of my focus right now for the next few weeks anyway, and uh, but we plan on the future to uh, have more episodes, including uh, some interviews with some folks that, uh, that I work with or folks that have worked at uh, CFAN or 99 Through the River. So that's something I have in the works for the near future. I'm always interested in talking to some East Coast country artists. And uh, as well, now that the uh, province is in uh, the yellow phase of recovery, uh, I'm looking forward to having some roundtable discussions uh, with some of the uh, drivers, folks uh, that are involved in stock car racing in in New Brunswick especially and in Atlantic Canada. Uh, Sadly, one of the folks that I wanted to have on the podcast, unfortunately, passed away this week. And this gentleman had a huge influence on me uh, as far as racing, as far as announcing goes. And even with this podcast, how it kind of evolved from Miramichi Racing Radio uh, to what it is now. Cyril Hall passed away this week at the age of 73. He brought many things to the sport of stock car racing over the decades. Uh, But for me specifically, when Wilfred McKay bought the track here in Miramichi, they hired Cyril to announce. They hired uh, Cyril's son, Michael, to be the flagman. And immediately, the efforts of these two gentlemen brought a new world of... uh, professionality to the sport of stock car racing in Miramichi. Specifically, Searle, he brought knowledge, he brought energy, enthusiasm, and even humor and more uh, that had never been experienced here in Miramichi. Uh, From what I understand, Searle would take his family to NASCAR races uh, for vacation. And I can't help but think he would soak in any little bit of terminology, any, any um, you know, specific uh, ways that the announcers would call the races and uh, use that for his own material when he came back home to announce uh, here in New Brunswick. And he's, you know, Searle announced not only here in Miramichi, but for years at Riverglade Speedway and most recently at Petty International Raceway. But when he announced here, at McKay Speedway, which is now known as Speedway Miramichi. That's where I got to know Cyril Hall. And I kind of soaked in his, what I call, Cyrilisms, if you want to call it that. I'm telling you, it's just amazing how, you know, the announcers in the past would just say there's a certain driver, their car number, and and, and things like that. It would, it would get the job done, and that would be, you know, what was necessary, but Searle just brought it to that next level. I always remember, and I think he kind of, um, uh, you know, modified it depending on what division it best suited, but I'll never forget when he, you know, the cars would come out, the bomber division, for example, and he would call them the rock'em, sock'em, drive'em sideways thrill show. You know, it's like as soon as they come out and he started rhyming off those uh, words, you knew something was about to happen. But I think my favorite was uh, when it came to the sportsman division. And, you know, back then, features were normally 25 laps. 
And he would say, get ready for 25 laps of rolling thunder. And it's just like, and it's so true because when the cars would come around turns three and four, the engines would rev up and they punch it coming off the corner of four when they got the green. It sounded like rolling thunder. Um, but, you know, he, Searle had so many ways to personalize the drivers on the track, gave, giving them nicknames or, you know, names to remember. Of course, probably the most famous in, in the Miramichi area, uh, the racing ranger from Renews, Kim Hallahan. Uh, he uh, nicknamed Brian Ashton the Strath Adam Streak. Uh, Mr. Excitement, Gary Clark, the Flying 55 of Zine Dutcher. And a very interesting story behind the name Tim Shades Burial. And from, uh, you know, Cyril would tell me how he came up with some of these names and he would always just kind of, you know, like talk to you with his glasses down. And then when he was done telling the story, he'd push them up again. But, you know, it was just amazing how Cyril was able to, you know, just personalize uh, some of that, uh, you know, the personalities of the drivers. Uh, but what really made the biggest difference, I think, uh, Searle was able to go away to these big NASCAR races or big big regional races and come home with great ideas. And he was influential in bringing the Firecracker 50 to the sportsman division here in Miramichi around Canada Day. And then, of course, around New Brunswick Day, the Brunswick 100. And, you know, everybody by now has seen the picture of Tim Rogers, the number 19, the inaugural winner of the Brunswick 100. And uh, just, you know, it, those races, especially the, the Brunswick 100, you know, they'd have drivers come from all over. They'd actually have to qualify to get into the race. Then they would have a last chance race. And, uh, you know, it, was, it brought so much excitement to the uh, sport of stocker racing here in Miramichi. And all because of the influence that Cyril Hall had when he came to announce here at the track. Um, as I mentioned, you know, his influence around Atlantic Canada has been felt for decades. But sincerely, what Cyril was able to do is bring that energy, but no ego with it. If he knew you liked racing, he engaged you in a conversation. And if it was, like I said, if it was a really good conversation, he was getting, you know, letting you in on a bit of a tidbit, those glasses would come down, he'd talk, you know, tell you the story, and then he'd kind of put his glasses back up again, and, and uh, you, you know, you were involved in a great conversation. Uh, I can remember back when uh, Searle was working at Flat Motors, he was the business manager at the time, and I was working in the insurance business, and he would call the office just you know a mutual client would buy a new car and so they trade in their old one so we you know in the insurance we'd have to know so uh, i answered the phone one day and and uh, he knew it was me and he said mr o'shea where'd you qualify today you know it's just he knew i loved racing and he loved talking racing and any chance he could he, he'd uh, he'd have that chat uh, i got started in announcing stocker races late Mainly, you know, my my background comes from the Napan Agricultural Show, but a lot of of what Cyril did for racing, I tried to do at the Napan Fair by having information about you know the fair itself or different things 
to inform the spectators. And that's what Cyril always did uh, at the racetrack. Rather, you know, regardless if it was you know, racing at another track or if it was a Sunday afternoon, um, you know, he'd let us know if there was a NASCAR race and who won it the night before, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, Cyril's impact on me uh, is just immeasurable. I can remember one time I was part of the... Uh, the uh, Mini Cup Series, and we debuted at Petty International Raceway, and, and my involvement with that series was I was their announcer. And so, of course, Searle was the track announcer. And we met up again at the end of the night as everybody was getting ready to go home, and we had a frank discussion about the, about the Mini Cup Series, and it was a, it was a challenging series to, to get going. And uh, so we had a, an honest conversation and just before he stopped to walk away, he turned back around. He said, he said, I was impressed with what you did. He said, you keep working on it. He said, you'll be good at it. And I'll, I never forgot that. And that was probably 10 years ago. And trust me, I'm still working on it. Uh, didn't get the opportunities to, you know, to announce on a regular basis to kind of polish my style. Uh, but, you know, the opportunity to announced with Cyril in the same tower was uh, something that I'll never forget. Uh, my father started taking me to stock car races back when I was about 12 years old. Many kids in the, in the stands were probably, you know, watching the drivers on the track, whether it be Frank McKenzie or Lindsey Tozer, Keith Tucker, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, Frank Summers or Frank Williston, Kim Hallahan or uh, you know, other drivers on the track, whether, you know, you name it, the drivers all brought their own fans. And a lot of those kids, they probably could see themselves as one of those drivers on the track. Once I was exposed to Cyril Hall's announcing, uh, I wanted to be like Cyril Hall. That's really, uh, that's really what I wanted to do. And that was the influence that Cyril Hall had on me. And I am so, uh, so sad to hear of his passing. I wanted him on this podcast more than anything. Because I know the stories he shared with me over the years. It would just, would have been an incredible, incredible episode. And I just want to express my condolences to Cyril's wife, Marilyn. Uh, their daughter, Susan, uh, sons, Mike, who I got to know through racing, and Jim, the whole Hall family, uh, my sympathies to you on the uh, loss of Cyril Hall. Cyril, thank you for everything. You will be missed.